We're here with Martin Billany and Marianna Miller at MTech Lunar here on the Awesome Cast. Tech Lunar. Uh, happy to be joined once again. Uh, some of our favorites, Martin Bell and me, Mariana Miller. Guys, welcome back. Thanks Thank you. for having us. We're here for the Luna C of the Luna Convention. I'm sorry. I <laughs> start off with a dud already. It's, it's <laughs> nothing but uphill from here. Blank stairs all around. Yeah. yeah. The number of people that just stopped listening. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Staggering. Bye. So, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Next, next, next podcast. Mm hmm. So, how are you guys doing? Doing all right. Yeah, so far so good. Is this our fifth MTAC? Something like that? Sixth. Sixth? Good grief. But yeah, we're, we're always happy to come, and uh, the Nashville people are always 10 out of 10. And uh, yeah, I've only really done the one panel each so far, but it's it started off well. Everyone seems very receptive. It seems like a very positive atmosphere, as always. And uh, yeah, just very glad to be back and on you guys' show. Excellent. Yeah. Well, what have you guys been working on lately? You that say? you can talk about. Yes. Like, <laughs> caveat, caveat, caveat. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, like, I'm working on a bunch of shows right now, but they're not out yet, so I can't talk. But you talking about Fully Cooly. Oh, now. yeah, I was in Fully Cooly Alternative last year, the third season that aired on Toonami uh, late summer, and that was uh, pretty awesome. And then, um, I mean, I'm still trying to market my manuscript. I have an agent reading it right now, and hopefully uh, I can get a publicist next year. Fingers crossed. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll hear about that in the near future. Yeah. As, um, as for me, I've, I've just been uh, preparing for the final season of Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridged which is a thing that has sort of somewhat defined my life for the last 13 years or so. So preparing for that to come to a close is fairly monumental for me, at least on a personal level. But Certainly. I mean, yeah, but I'm looking forward to also closing the book on that just because, you know, a finality to it. Don't I don't have to leave it hanging. Right. Yeah. That is a, a very interesting thought because, yeah, you've been working on that for ages and ages. So what are you going to turn your attention to next? Well, we're slowly trying to uh, reshuffle things. I've, I've I've been doing professional voiceover on and off for the last, uh, I want to say, eight years or so. Uh, so obviously that, that career option is still available to me. Uh, I, I also have other ideas and things in the fryer, so to speak. I, I'm doing a, a series where I review the other spin-offs of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, that's ongoing. You know, there's so much Yu-Gi-Oh! content out there uh, to that proliferates media. And uh, I don't know if it'll ever go away, so uh, I don't think I'll ever have a shortage of Yu-Gi-Oh! content to talk about. Uh, but aside from Yu-Gi-Oh!, I'm very much into pro wrestling. I, I did a pro wrestling review series for a while. And uh, what else have I got? Oh, you're doing Twitch now? Oh, yeah, Twitch streaming. I'm trying to sort of get into the streaming habit, and it's been relatively successful so far, so people seem to like my face. Is, is it going to be more of like a chat or... Uh, creative, or are you going to be you know, playing some games? I uh, mostly uh, do like hangouts. Like if gotcha. I'm watching a live wrestling show, I'll be like, tune in and chat with me while we're doing that. Uh, I'm not very good at doing creative stuff while I have eyes on me. Sure. So mm -hmm. my performance tends to 
I get I get distracted, so I I try and uh, stay, save my creative works for when I'm by myself. But yeah, streaming, hanging out, some video games. Yeah, excellent. You can find me at twitch.tv slash littlecaribo versus vs. E. So let me ask you guys. This is something I've been thinking about lately, just like in my personal life. How do you guys stay motivated? Because you know you're you're obviously still doing a lot of things. You've got a lot of projects. What what keeps you guys motivated? Well, that's kind of a question we've been answering for ourselves right now. I think like the 30s is when you start really settling into who you are as a person and trying to figure out what motivates you, uh, like ongoing. And I think for me, like I've always really loved the entertainment industry. Like, you know, I grew up watching TV and movies and everything else. And I was always drawn to that, to this entire world of fantasy where you could, you know, make anything that you're mind could come up with. But I, I feel as though maybe I got into acting because, you know, when you're young and you like the attention, the, the you have different motivations. Yeah. And now I'm much more passionate about writing believable characters outside of the white male default and creating more interesting and diverse scripts, not just in terms of like the the orientation or skin color of the character, but also in terms of like just breaking out of this Hollywood blockbuster format that right. we've been haunted by for the last yes. decade at this point. I'm so tired of it. So. I, I think just Belle Elvisar, and, and it looks like we're finally getting a little bit of traction and just seeing some changes, so hopefully that yeah. continues. I mean, like, Crazy Rich Asians really, like, showed that there's, you know, a thirst for for, I mean... And Crazy Rich Asians, it's not even that it was that different. It was just such a refreshing spin yeah. on an old story, you know, because we've never seen these bright, beautiful colors and, you know, this this very sort of gen not generic love story, but, you know, a love story told in Shanghai with these Asian-American people. It's like it's very unique. It's something you've never really seen before. Right. It's as it turns out, representation's important. Well, Who knew? Yeah. You expand your market when you cater to your market. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, these people don't want to think much. They, they, It's like, okay, that was successful. Let's do that. Okay, well, that's still successful. Let's do that again. And, you know, they just never, ever, ever break out of that cycle because uh, they like money. Yeah. They're, you know, not really super interested in, uh, you know, telling a different story or, or, you know, focusing in on some interesting part of the human experience. Mm. You know, they, they like money. And I get that. Yeah. It's interesting because your motivation sort of comes from wanting to change the industry out, like as a whole, outside of yourself. You want to see change. You want to, uh, what is the phrase, Act actualize change around you. And I sort of find motivation in trying to change things about myself and how I feel. Like I, I feel like challenging myself uh, to do other things that might be outside my comfort zone, uh, like putting myself on screen. Like that's a big challenge for me. Uh, and obviously it's part and parcel of streaming. And some of the review videos that I do, I, I appear on screen and I'm like, that that causes me to change the way I view myself. And it causes me to to maybe be less inhibited. And uh, I've, I'm very encouraged by that and the, the positive feelings that I've had as a result of it. It, it feels like a genuine uh, change within me. Uh, for the better, and uh, that's something I'm trying to pursue as well. So I'm trying to get motivation from self, and not just enhancement, but change. Yeah, I, I can empathize where where both of you are going in terms of like wanting to affect change outwardly as well as 
going to affect change change from within, and sometimes the two can bleed over. What is the thing about yourselves that that you're most focused on in terms of just like personal development? Well, I'm trying to be more outgoing socially. I'm I've been a very insular creator for a long time. I I was I mean I'm sort of known for doing all the voices, as they say. I'm like you're the guy who does all the voices on Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge. How how do you do that? And I'm like because I didn't know anybody else. I didn't have the option of bringing other people in because I just didn't know anybody. So uh, I've been trying to do projects that involve other people professionally, also just with my YouTube stuff. Uh, and I, I've just tr been trying to make myself more comfortable with who I am because I a lot of uh, acting is obviously performance a lot of uh, voiceover is changing yourself entirely to present yourself as a completely different character that could be a completely different race gender etc uh, but just presenting myself as who I am and being comfortable with that that's what I've been sort of focused on is just making sure that you know I can I can put myself out there and not be afraid of rejection from the viewers and from people. That that, that is a tall order. Oh yeah. Uh, for me, the thing that's I've really been focusing on this year is self advocacy and advocacy in general because I think we have a habit of viewing people, especially women, who try to ask for things as being demanding when really it's not that you know, we're being demanding, like with the whole Me Too thing. If we were to look at that out of context, it's a boundary was crossed, people are com communicating that a boundary was crossed, and the other side is taking offense to that communication. Mm -hmm. So it's a negative reaction, even though it's it's just an attempt at communication, an right. ongoing attempt at communication. Right. So I've always been driven by this like fear that if I try and advocate for myself or ask for things or, you know, you know, ask, ask people to help me in any way that I'm being demanding or needy or whatever. And right. I am already kind of a target because I've got, you know, crazy hair colors and I'm giant and all this other stuff. So she's literally 60 feet tall listeners, just in case. Yeah. That's why it. I'm an echo. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I, it's really been difficult for me to like throw out that, external monologue of like people automatically don't like me because of how I present myself and ignoring that long enough to be like, I don't appreciate the way that I'm being treated or I don't like the way that things are being handled right now, you know, and that has started coming up a lot in like my work in terms of negotiating fair salaries for myself um, or hourly rates. And it's come up in terms of like, our personal life because obviously we're getting into almost a decade of being married now and we're learning a lot about boundaries and communication and stuff and um and also in terms of friendships too like um now is kind of the time where everybody's getting really busy either from kids or you know work or careers or whatever right and we all kind of start forgetting about each other and when you try and ask people to remember you they might not like the way that you ask <laughs> you know what i mean and it's it's just been a very frustrating time in general for for me in terms of getting what i want but now that i know how to ask it's become much better right well i, I think that sort of self-advocacy is very important 
uh, especially now because like you said the overriding feeling seems to be like if you're you know speaking out about something you know you're you're doing it for yourself and maybe you are but that does not necessarily mean that the the need is invalid yeah i mean that's the thing that i've had to kind of come to terms with is like as i've spoken more about like my childhood and stuff like that i realize that it's highly atypical yes so like sure like my experience might be unorthodox but it's also valid because there are plenty of other people who probably have similar experiences to mine they're just not being vocal about it right because they're scared because they think other people feel the same way i mean like if we even i don't know like if we were to get into the topic of of like being abused or something like that uh-huh. you know obviously a lot of people have different definitions of what abuse is yes. and how how you were treated in your young years yeah. kind of dictates your relationship to that sort of physical violence it's it's always interesting because you can talk to someone about an experience and you know you we could we could all go around and be like, well, yeah, I had a, I had a tough childhood, and, and you know, we talk about it, and, you know, not that we're we're not comparing anybody's pain, but what I'm getting at is you can still empathize with someone, but then listen to their experience and it'd be something vastly different from what you think of or were expecting. Yeah, I mean, we've this. I hate to talk about the politic politicized climate. Yeah, whatever. But the way that the climate is right now, I feel like a lot of people only listen to a few words of what's being said and mm-hmm. they make their own assumptions based off of the few words that they hear. So like if I were to say like, I don't know, vaccines and autism, then you would automatically make assumptions about what I'm going to say. Right. But literally all I have said are the words vaccines and autism. Yeah. I could be like this dog needs to get vaccines autism is a mental disorder like you know two completely different things but people will automatically assume that i'm going to say something yes that i'm not going to say right and so like breaking through that communication barrier has been so difficult (laughs) just to get people to understand like that we don't need to be at each other's throats all the time there are commonalities even if we're not necessarily approaching a goal yeah the same way you know and I think it can be tough sometimes to try and communicate that because in my experiences, there feels like there's a there's a certain amount of inertia. Like people just don't want to think about it. Like they they, they don't want to have that rot into their consciousness, especially if it's, you know, something they haven't had to deal with before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also like this ongoing assumption, like we do kind of as a culture, like assume that certain things only happen to bad people. We right. cannot even begin to fathom why a nice person might, you know, get hooked on opioids. But, yeah. you know, like doctors are overprescribing opioids, you know, like yeah. there are there are reasons, logical reasons as to why these things happen. But mm-hmm. people make their assumptions and they don't want to listen. Yeah. <sighs> I don't remember how we got on this topic. Talk about what you wanted to focus on as as far as like change. Yeah. 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 Well, that it's, it's it's okay. <laughs> Tackling assumptions. All right, so completely changing tracks and going back to like abridging. Yeah, uh, this so is like John, know, John's going too serious. Real here. I gotta pull this thing out. That, that's right. Yeah. The real hot button. Yes. Well, I remember back in the day when they were just called fan parodies. Yes. And then next thing I know, there's this Yu-Gi-Oh abridged thing, <laughs> and everyone's like, well, "I'm doing abridging now," and I'm like, "Wait, what's?" What's a bridging? Yeah. And, and even now, I have like coworkers and friends who are like in their late teens, 
who are now just getting into it's bizarre yeah yeah like how does it feel to be one of the yo uh, one of the first yeah the whole abridging thing and it's and it's still going strong like now how how, how is that you know 13 years of legacy that's it's a strange peculiar thing uh, like you say though the found parodies have existed since like at least the 90s maybe even 80s when you know people started using like message groups like what, what were they uh chain letters on email and they could pass things around like fan scripts and everything but uh i think the advent of youtube only is 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 really what allowed abridging to sort of take over as a niche within that fan parody community that uh, was very accessible because anime i feel is much easier to edit than other uh, pieces of media uh i feel like um you didn't really using my first works as an example you didn't have to be that great at editing or at voice acting you could just do it with like by yourself in a day uh so it was something that people sort of just started latching onto uh because they all wanted to do it and it's fantastic and uh it's it's certainly evolved and changed throughout the years guys like team four star showing up and really uh, upping the, the game across the board uh has been it's been a pleasure to watch happen uh it is it is strange to look back at where everything started i just did a panel this morning uh, called history of abridging which uh usually i i just show one video after another and i give a brief introduction talk about who made it uh but this time i decided to talk about just my personal experience through the whole thing and the how i got involved and why uh because i was sort of a social hermit and just didn't have really any other outlets to express myself and youtube just happened to be what was there uh it, it's been overall for me life-changing and it continues to change my life uh to this day uh in in much more subtle ways but it, it, it's something I'm extremely grateful to have experienced, and not just experienced as a creator, but also as just an active participant, uh, watching other people take their own projects and go above and beyond anything that I could do. We have uh, this a different convention, SakuraCon, happening this weekend, and they have a bunch of abridges there who are hosting panels, showing their own content, and that's incredible to me. Like that, Somebody's going to go to one of those panels, and it's going to be their first experience watching something even remotely similar to what those guys are doing, and I couldn't be happier. I really couldn't. I'm, it's very gratifying to me to have been... A, 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 a sizable part of what ultimately led to an enormous revolution of, of new anime content and, and fans of that content through fan works. It's, it's just been, I, I couldn't ask for anything else. I really couldn't. Is Star Wars just wrestling with glow sticks? Wrestling with glow sticks? Uh, well, I feel like there are more rules involved with wrestling that they ignore usually. Uh, but if, if if you had to compare Star Wars and wrestling to each other, I feel like certainly the new movies are very comparable because literally everyone leaves either saying that they had the, the best time or it was the worst thing they've ever seen. And that feels very much like the wrestling fandom every time there's a new wrestling pay-per-view comes out. They either had thought it was the greatest thing they've ever seen, and that's the people who are having a good time and going there to have fun, and the people who leave being like, that was the worst thing. And they're the ones who just went to come home and complain about it. But, you know, there's some crossover there, I'm sure. Are, are you enjoying wrestling right now? Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania was fantastic. I thought it was one of the best WrestleManias in years. And... uh even though there's some booking issues that I have in certain areas, 
Uh, I think overall the product is good. The roster is good as far as WWE goes. We have the brand new All Elite Wrestling company coming out that's supposedly going to be getting a national TV deal and you're going to be able to stream it and everything. And that's going to have an incredible roster of talent as well from the looks of things. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It's it's been a good time for the last, I want to say, five years or so. It's been a really good time because wrestling is is constantly evolving and right now we're in a period of very very strong evolution across the board i think oh okay john you can ask another tough question no, no, uh, uh, <laughs> man we that's some whiplash right <laughs> <laughs> so some just like straight whiplash uh, yeah 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 um 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 talk talk to me about you know what's nxt and, and it's like okay guys um yeah uh, th- th- tell me about dealing with suicidal thoughts you know <laughs> We're some real emotional whiplash here. <laughs> so I was just thinking, like, I know Barton likes Star Wars. I know like Barton likes wrestling. What if? <laughs> what if? I mean, they have wrestled with glow sticks in wrestling. They just now need to introduce steel chairs to Star Wars. And then we'll, the crossover will be complete. Episode 9. There you go. I, I feel he, like... It's called the, the Rise of Skywalker. He's getting up out of a steel chair to yeah. pick it up. Fat first right to that announce table. Right? <laughs> you know, I, I feel like... Oh, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. It's kind of a wrestling uh, storyline, you know? 100%. 100%. In fact, in my opinion, Ridley Scott's Gladiator, the Academy Award-winning film, that's basically a wrestling storyline. Guy, that's Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is the emperor. Hmm? Oh my God! You're right. I'm right. It's it's literally the underdog story of the guy who's been held down by the man who's who's got personal reasons for vengeance, and then he gets his vengeance, and the crowd loves him for it. That's Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon as a a, a, a film set in the Roman Empire, and he got an Academy Award because it wasn't just half naked guys in a ring. Well, I mean, it kind of was, but I, I do it. know he, in fact, cut out the gladiators doing product placement <laughs> from his original script because it's a thing that really happened, but you didn't think people would buy it. For real, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Mary, what, what what fandom things have you been into lately? Been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey quite a bit, uh, and I'm enjoying that. I'm basically fucking my way across ancient Greece. Everybody um, was back then, you know. I mean, yeah. it's true. I mean, that's speaking of representation. I'm like, I'm a quarter Greek, so <laughs> for me, running around like I've been like I've been telling to Cam, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Odyssey too. Actually, mm. I'm just picking corner of Greece and just stabbing and shooting yeah. arrows as far as the eye can see until yep. I like, hit the end of the map. Basically, and, and boinking whoever you know comes my way too. Yeah. That's that's uh, my favorite. Was the there's that old lady who's like. My husband won't bone me as much anymore. <laughs> go get this ancient Greece Viagra. So I go out and I get this fucking plant and I come back and she's like, oh, thank God my husband's here. Now he can bone me. And he's like, like, woman, no, I can't keep up with your fucking hormones. And then you're going to kill me. Like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, why did you bring my that? Back. So Cassandra's like, hey, I'm here. And then we fucked for three days. That's right. Like, <laughs> and they make you watch it. T- well, not watch it. But yeah, it's like sundown. Sun sun yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like I like that. And then um, what what else am I? Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh yeah, we've j- been getting back into Final Fantasy fourteen. New expansion's coming out in the July. Yes, uh, Shadowbringers. Yeah, we really want to be like a girl gang of bunny, bunny girls. Bunny Damn girls. straight. Sierra <laughs> is that what they call? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, we showed our friend KG. KG's here. Yeah. He was over at our house, and we showed him like the, the trailer. announcement trailer for the Bunny Girls, and KG was like looking at. He was like. 
Yeah, run. Like well, he, we, you have to explain that that was a shot of a bunny girl running <laughs> through the forest, and he goes, yeah, run. <laughs> Are you threatening this poor bunny girl in my house? <laughs> he claims he was encouraging her. <laughs> it sounded so violent. <laughs> that does remind me, during the latest 24-man raid, we were watching Fran. She's running you know, from play, point to point, and there were a lot of people showing their pictures of them running <laughs> right behind Of course, yeah. of course. That, that's mean, Final Fantasy twelve, man. That, yeah, that was that, my whole playthrough of that game. Final uh, Fantasy twelve, either Fran or Balthier is in the lead for the mm-hmm. same reason. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Booty watch. <laughs> and you're not wrong. So, what, what, so, so Valpergus your... knock is coming soon. Um, <laughs> okay, well then back to fourteen. Well what's the favorite what's your favorite class job, whatever you want to call it, you've been you've been trying out? Uh, well, I mean, I'm always bard. No matter if there is a bard, I will be a bard because I like sleeping with people and I like trolling people. In Final Fantasy XI, my friend and I, like, rolled bards while we had to unlock the advanced classes. And right. Then, like, but we would, back then, like, the airships were in real time. So, um, like, it would go from... It would take like 10 minutes to go from point A to point B in Final Fantasy XI. So my friend and I would just hang out on this airship and like just be naked and we'd play like our harps, the pre-programmed songs, and then we'd beg for money. <laughs> we were just fucking video game grifters. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I'm playing Bard. I'm really excited for Dancer and Gunslinger as well because that's got the Gunblade, right? Is it called Gunslinger? It's Gunbreaker, but gun yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. You've got a gun, it breaks, it, yeah. it slings, whatever. I'm going to be squall that's what i'm trying to say sure <laughs> i'm gonna be a female bunny girl squall and it's gonna be beautiful we're just trying to unlock the regalia right now yes the, the car yeah because they're doing the 15 event right now you gotta help noctis so we helped him and now we're just well trying to you unlock. helped him oh you I'm... didn't finish no because garuda keeps killing me okay so the trick that really got me was they want you eventually teleport to like one of the monuments or towers yeah. or whatever do the one that Noctis is not targeting. Not target. Okay. That's what got me because I kept dying too, and I was getting mm. really frustrated. Mm. And was banging around my desk, and Bob, and I was like, "What are oh, you no, doing?" No, 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 no. I already beat that one. I'm talking about the Garuda one. Right, right, right. Yeah. The like where you're using the like his the king's ability to flash towards whatever. Yeah. Yes, you're like, yeah. Okay, a, so you just can't go to the same one as him. You yeah. can because I did that, but really, like, every time I did that, I died. I went to a different one. Yeah, she like keeps oh, sucking survived. me back in. I feel like I, maybe I've just got too much. I just sort of waited till like near the end of the bar of her casting. Then I would teleport to a different one, uh, and then I was okay. Okay, yeah. Well, so I must have done it wrong, but I still did it. Well, I did it wrong too, and still did Sometimes the first time. That works. So <laughs> I, I, I have an old had to do it on it too, so I didn't do it twice, and that's the only reason why I know how to do it properly. Right. <laughs> so I had to go through it twice. There you go. Now you know. Duly noted. Learned it here first. That's right, here on the Awesome Cast. That's why you listen, isn't it, to hear other people get hints for how to beat MMO bosses. That's right. <laughs> we nailed it. Good job. Why, why hasn't Square Enix just made Awesome Cast the official Final Fantasy XIV uh, podcast? Oh, yet? please, there's plenty of other way bigger fourteen podcasts. I, I'm just asking. I'm just using. asking the question. Why, why, has, why hasn't it been you, Basil? Well, because I'm, I'm planning on eventually spinning off an actual fourteen podcast. That's uh, awesome oh, as adjacent. So gotcha. Maybe that's why. Curse oh. your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Right? <laughs> Betraying yourself. Self. Yes. On the same network and podcast feed because yeah. I'm cheap. Yeah. 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 Yourself in the back. It's very yeah. pro wrestling of it. It is. Kevin, you ask a question. I don't have any questions. Well, why don't you? You've been, I don't know. I, I've been, you've been sitting here like percolating something awesome for, for quite some time. <laughs> 
and you haven't asked one yet, and I know it's just going to be a, a, a just a good zinger. Not that I'm putting on the spot or anything. Got a zinger now. On the spot. Hundred percent on the spot. So what made you come back into fourteen? Let's go back to the well. That sounds fun. What made me come back into fourteen? The dancing job, honestly, and also the gunblade job. Like yeah, I, heard... I showed her the trailer, and she yeah. was like, "Oh, I need that gun." Yeah. 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 But I got back into fourteen because. Uh, a couple of friends of mine in England uh, play it all the time, and I was like, I want to reconnect with those guys. I haven't really hung out with them. Uh, well, not I've not hung out with them physically in a long time, but uh, I haven't really chatted to them, and I was like, this is a good way of just playing and chatting, and then with the new expansion coming out, I was like, yeah, I'm 100% invested again. It's not hard for me to get addicted to an MMO. I always do, but I tried to avoid it, and this time I I, I allowed myself because it was a social thing. So what, what are you playing? What, what class and yeah. stuff? Uh I'm gladiator? No. What am I? Well, you kind of switch back and forth. Yeah, I go back between like white mage and I have a, a lancer that I'm working on right now. But uh, I don't really have a favorite. I guess I like being healer more than anything. But we we married each other in game. Well, well I, I'm a lalafell. Yeah, and I'm a rogaden. So when we kissed in the ceremony, these little moogles had to pick me up and yep. float me over to you to kiss you. So it was yeah. Was that a vomiting sound? Yes. <laughs> so no, it's totally cute. I also play Lollafell, and my wife also does. I, I told her she had to be a Lollafell too, so that way the pictures wouldn't look weird. <laughs> and, and they do. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad. I'm, yes, Confirms, validation is nice. <laughs> my favorite is when you have a Lollafell on a motorcycle because they have the Fenrir motorcycle in it now, but then you have a Rogaiden in the motorcycle and the, the motorcycle is as big as the character is so one of them has like a little toy motorcycle basically one of the ones you like wind up or you pull back and you let go and it zooms off and the other one has like the big bad motherfucker motorcycle so can the regalia everyone's it's the same one for everyone all right so they just had a lot of people standing <laughs> on the seat holding on for real seat. yes that's amazing like, I, just, it's, it's... I just love that like now in aorzia there's all these suspicious black cars just parked it's just parking lots as far as the eye can see <laughs> Yeah. Really, like, no. frame Roger Rabbit's ending all yeah. over again. Yeah, I went out to like this shack in the woods, and there were like three regalias parked out front. And I'm like, is there a drug deal going <laughs> down that I didn't hear about? Like, well, I, I, just to make a joke tweet the other like last night before driving down this morning, I, I went to the Crystal Tower area where you have to like queue into a separate scene just to be able to look really look at it. Mm. And I was doing to take a take a screenshot. Next thing you know, another car drives up, <laughs> and I'm like, wait. No one goes here. You can only go here on purpose. <laughs> There's no real plot reasons to really go here after you do the one event. But they were just chilling out. Next thing they, they park right beside me. They don't even say they just, they're just there. And I'm like, I, <laughs> all right. I don't. So you're like the first guy who went to make out point and then someone else went to make out point. And you're like, this is my fucking make out point. <laughs> that was awkward. Like, <laughs> God, no one else is supposed to appreciate the majesty of this video game. <laughs> That's right. Or when you drive over flowers, the flowers just show up in the car. In the car. Oh, they do. Because it, it rides so low. <laughs> like all Flintstone the... style. Yeah. Nice. You know, it's, it's a very yabba dabba do of a, of a model. Dabba do time. Have a gay old time. Yes. That's right. Correct. Better have a gay old time. Or else. Well. Bacchus and his friends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sign me up. They're having plenty of gay old times. Those those onigiri looked amazing. Um, mm -hmm. 
No, like they actually do. Like the scene where you're camping with Noctis. Yeah. And Noctis lays down a plate of onigiri, and it looks photorealistic, like it would yeah, in I, fifteen. No, like I'm, I, I'm just, you know, I'm imagining um, Sinrong Kagura. You know, because that that you know that shows up there, and yeah, no, well, it, lots of things show up in Sinrong Kagura. I mean, they sure do. Usually, just two more than anything else, but. Yeah. Boy, are they there. Yeah, they're they're definitely there. So that seems like a great jumping off point. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, you figure something out yet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I I think we can go ahead and just uh, put them out of their misery and, and let them <laughs> so, go. All right. Give us give us all the shilling, all the plugs. Yes. Where, where can we find y'all? Where can we throw money at you? All that stuff, fun stuff. Uh, well, I have a Twitch channel too. That's Twitch.tv/slash Keep the Beat, and the E in the is a three. And then my Twitter is Marianne Miller, and my Instagram is also Keep the Beat. What about you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Little Karibo vs versus. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube if you just search Little Karibo. Apparently, if you go to littlekaribo.com, it just relinks to my YouTube now as well. Huh. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, go on my Twitter, at Yu-Gi-Oh-T-A-S, Y-U-G-I-O-H-T-A-S, and I tweet all too often. Also, our cat, Mozzarella, has a Twitter. If you go to at M-O-Z-Z-A-P-E-E-P-S, at Mozza Peeps, she is considered... A lot of people tell us they would die for our cat, and uh, if you now check you out, can die too. You, you can too. If you go to follow her on Twitter, she's very popular. Well, guys, thank you so much. It was wonderful catching up with you. Thank you. That. John, what's your Twitter? Uh, um. <laughs> oh, Mike's been trolling me about this for weeks, and I can't do anything about it. My Twitter is underscore Johnny Five J O H N N Y F I V E. The reason that I keep getting trolled about it is because I would love to get rid of the damn underscore, <laughs> but the at Johnny Five account has existed since 2008 and has tweeted zero times. No, yes. curse you, Johnny Five. He's supposed to be alive. Yes, but he is not. He is I not. Have he has he's never been alive. Moment, in my honor, I have to echo across the monitors as a voiceless entity, valueless entity. I am not trolling, John. <laughs> we have a Twitch channel. Which you should plug. I mean, I guess. Okay. And then I'm like, we should sign off. People sign off. Why don't we sign off? Because and every sign off I know goes, well, you can find me on Twitter at my name. And where can people find you? And then he's like, oh, God. <laughs> it's just a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the just... second time I trolled you because I knew what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me at, at It's Basil Time. And the podcast you're listening now is The Awesome Cast at osmcst.com. Please like, rate, subscribe, all those things. We would love, you know, if, listeners to be if nice. If you haven't already, I'm a little concerned as to how you got here, but, mm-hmm. you know, congrats. I Look, I'll take people showing up however they get there, but if you want to keep showing up, that that's how you do it. Okay, now you may sign off. That's great. All right. Thank you, guys. folks basically here with an oddly informative stinger because it's 2019 and that's just the world we live in now no this is just a really weird one-off john now has a new uh twitter handle because he hates that underscore so much he changed it after we recorded 
And so now I'm recording the stinger to reinform. His new Twitter handle is now J5 is live. J5 I S L I V E is live. J5. Not JJ. It's not JJ style. It's just J5 style. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop this now.